This is a Hoff Studios podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. my 23 and me results back even though I had like I knew my family tree because I made it in elementary school mm-hmm. and then when I had my spiritual awakening I had my mom send me photos of it so I could give all of my ancestors Reiki and heal us from the grave to the living how'd that go by the way <laughs> honestly it was some of the most incredible work that I got to do and it was before I started working publicly as a Reiki healer it was how I started understanding my mediumship was connecting with my relatives that passed I could actually cry right now because I could feel them all Um, also they love me you need to know this no of course they love you (laughs) no 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 no. but like I also bring them in so don't be afraid yeah no I well I got that message when I was on the jitney actually because I I started feeling relatives and I was like oh my god am I coming here for a medium reading and I don't even know I'm not really I'm not really into that today but if that's what we want to do I'm here for it so yes I felt that and I was like is it me reading is it you reading who knows what's gonna happen I don't know but we're related so there's that there's that yeah <laughs> there's that we're we're all one similar DNA yeah no I mean like actually yeah actually, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just found out <laughs> I have, uh, I have, wait, I need you to know that Laura, one of your dearest friends in the world is in the room dying right now. And we have another Jew among us who's just like hysterical laughing. And you think it's funny, but there, we got, we got a bunch of friends in the room, guys. Yeah. I actually was with a girlfriend recently and told her one of my fears in having children is do I want to be with another Jewish person because what if I fuck up our DNA and it's like too similar and too close and my friends it, it is already too me. similar and too close it's we did that already it's totally happening. yeah so my friends look at me and said well we did our 23 and me after having children and it turns out we're six plus generations cousins yeah so then I checked my so you got to get with a Mizrahi Jew that's I, all maybe that's it or a non-Jew I mean or uh, you, you do know you, but I'm just saying you know like all those the Persians the Iraqis they're far far flung far from, from where your I DNA am. yeah so well you, it turns out though my friends aren't um because I'm also related to them six plus generations and, out and me and you yeah of course it's like <laughs> hey sis they're just bringing us back together um what's your name and who are you today I am Lauren Courtney some people know me as Lauren Unger but your stage name is but Lauren Courtney. my stage Courtney. name is Lauren Courtney. That is why my parents named me Lauren Courtney. So one day I would take to the stage and here we are. <laughs> That's a real story, by the way, everybody. I just want you to know. Uh, I am an energy healer, a medium, spiritual guide, coach, and freedom seeker for myself and all, really. That's what I am these days. My God. Laura. I love her. I know. I knew you would. <laughs> 
my god she's giggling beyond giggling also i'm here today hi hi everybody (laughs) okay i'm daniela if you hear this third voice that you just heard by the way that's laura i know she's been more sporadic recently but she's here because lauren unger is in the house in the hamptons at ltv and we're all very excited about it so we did get our executive producer on board yes i couldn't miss this one you couldn't miss it I'm so happy you're here. I've heard about you for such a long time from you, from from Laura, from from Danielle Bigby, and I follow you on online and you're cool. <laughs> well, thank you. You're pretty cool too. Thank you so much. How did you get to be a, a spiritual guide and a, a medium? It's so it's so hard for me to say medium. I don't know why. There's like I, maybe there's just so much baggage attached to it. Like this, but but I believe you. Like I feel the. I feel the beings in this room right now, the yeah. uh, the unseen, <laughs> and and it's funny because I, I guess anyway, tell me all about it. Yeah, so I actually took a long time to get comfortable with the word medium. Okay, I didn't great. know I was a medium until seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, to bring it back to who I once was, I once was an event planner and personal assistant for professional athletes. I had a really cool career, worked in PR, and then went through an awakening that I knew I was here to help people heal. I had no idea what that meant, but I took a leap, left corporate America, became a holistic health coach, went to Institute of Integrative Nutrition. That led me to becoming a private chef. Mm. I worked with clients recovering from food, drug, and alcohol addiction, started my own meal delivery service, um, worked for private families in the Hamptons on the Upper East Side. And then seven years ago, my best friend and first love passed away. And the day he crossed over, he began communicating with me so clearly that I knew there was something bigger in this world that I had never even considered was an option. And I decided to walk that path. I decided to figure out what it all meant. Um, It led me to finding Holy Fire Reiki, moving out to California, working as a spiritual advisor in the cannabis industry. And then eventually I moved to Miami, started my full-time practice as an energy healer, spiritual coach and guide. I've studied sound healing, shamanism, body work practices, learning um, the emotions that we keep trapped in our physical organs. And a few other things, NLP, <laughs> timeline therapy. You know, I, I have a few hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> and what's really special is that, like, you have a real light in your being. Yeah, we all do. Well, I just, I, it's unleashed in you. Yeah, thank you. It, it is unleashed. I say to people all the time, once you find out the truth, you can't go back. And I'm sorry, Like, I actually, I'm sorry, because you don't have a choice. Once you understand living outside of the matrix, you can't go back to being in the matrix. I could never go back to being in the box. Every time I end up somewhat in a box, it blows wide open for me. What would you consider the matrix? What would your definition be? Um, For me, growing up on Long Island, growing up in the way that I did, it's very much, okay, I went to high school. Now I go to a good college. I moved to Manhattan. I get a job. I get married. I have children. At some point, I move back to Long Island so my parents can be near said children. Yeah. And then, you know. Child care is important. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and then, you know, that the, my children become my life. Right. 
And I don't know what's next after that because that wasn't necessarily the path I chose. And also that's the end game. Yeah. That's what in it that seemed. Matrix. In that matrix. Yeah. Yeah. And mm. what and and living outside the matrix is what? Living outside of the matrix now is living openly to the entire universe living openly to the world that I can do all of those things and also realize that that's not the end game the end game is oh love is the greatest thing in this world so if I decide to have children have a partner it's because I'm creating more love as opposed to this is what I'm supposed to do this is the order I'm supposed to do it in and if I don't do it this way I'm gonna get get in trouble I'm gonna do it wrong um now I just do it however the fuck I want. I'm having a <laughs> spiritual experience in this conversation. Always. Yeah, no. I really? Oh, yeah. Look at her eyes. It's like, yeah. a, <clears throat> they're like electric. I want to talk about that Reiki idea. Eyes. Oh, <laughs> <Reiki> eyes. <laughs> I want to talk about that idea of love. Yeah. Love is the, what did you say? Love is the greatest thing? Love is it's the like, only thing? It's the highest vibration to me. I consider love is the highest vibration. It is... I mean, who doesn't want to feel that energy and that emotion, both receiving it and giving it all the time? It's epic yeah. to be in that experience. I mean, the opposite of love, Marianne Williamson says it so eloquently, right? Fear is the opposite of love. Yeah, and I I, I think it can be between, like, uh, two relational beings, meaning, like, two, two human beings. Mm -hmm. But it can also just be, like, the sun loves you. The sun is just, that's yeah. all it's there to do. Yeah. The trees, the wind, all of it. These mics picking up it's our... It's interesting that she chose sun and not moon. <laughs> <laughs> Laura Lucetti, what do you have to say well, Lauren about this? Well, ha Lauren has a theory that like if you choose sun, the sun, it's like you're leaning in, so you're lighter, be like the lighter part of you. And if you choose the moon, you have like shadow, you know, you're like a little more into shadow the shadow work. work. Can you, can you tell me more about that? I can't. You can. <laughs> I'm like, I said this? When did you I did. say this? This is so you insightful. It's, it's, you know, someone should record me all the time because I get these downloads and, you know, they then they just drift off into the ethers. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it totally makes sense. I would definitely say that. Um, when we're in our light, right, we're in the sun. When we're more focused on the moon energy, we're in that shadow work, of course, full moon is going to be a little lighter than when we're in a new moon, which is that darker phase. But I like to play kind of with the duality and balance of the sun and the moon. Because it's not as someone one that has the moon's phases on her arms. <laughs> well, we both grew up in, in pretty Jewish households. I mean, mm -hmm. I know your DNA is very Jewish. I don't actually, I actually know, don't know like what your family was like, but did you know that in Judaism, it, there's a lunar calendar? So yes. it, we don't go by the sun. Leap years um, entail an entire extra month instead of an entire extra day, right? Yeah. Um, That's why when we have to light a yurtzite candle, we have no idea what day we need to light it on because it's not the same every year. <laughs> yeah, you got to look at the <laughs> lunar calendar. Yeah. <laughs> I, I find a lot of pride in that. that. And I don't even know why. I don't even know what the moon actually represents. Well, the moon, I mean, there's 13 full moons in the year. There's 13 lunar cycles that women get to have. So we're so deeply connected to the moon. And if you look back into ancient times, women would gather under the full moons and 
create magic together. Uh And then unfortunately, you know, that was taken from women for a long time. But here we are doing it again in this lifetime. And Uh, we are. Yeah, we're doing it, guys. We're doing it right now. We're doing it right now (laughs) with our with our dude right over here. Anchoring us in the masculine. We love you. We appreciate your editing skills. We appreciate your big, warm heart. Yeah, it is pretty amazing that in our lifetime we are reclaiming that. I think there's like, you know, Laura and I all, we like to talk a lot of shit on this, on this podcast about society and, and if you could believe it and the, <laughs> and the matrix and we, we, and, and that's a real thing. But I also feel like you're one of many examples of, of us busting through the, those old paradigms. I really, yeah. I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it with my children. I'm seeing it. I, this morning I, um, I dropped my daughter off at camp and, um, for yesterday and the day before she had a hard time um so i bribed her with cotton candy because <laughs> <laughs> every good mother does yeah because i had to get her on time <laughs> she actually didn't want it but um that's besides the point when i got back to the car i saw a father hu- just hugging his son for really i think it was 15 minutes just he and his son the son didn't want to go to camp and he was talking to him and he was loving on him and he was affectionate and I offered the cotton candy as a bribe and he actually turned me the dad actually turned me down because he knew that that actually wasn't what was going on the child wanted connection (sighs) so beautiful that is the perfect example of the fact that we are waking up and it's okay for men to be in touch with their emotions and to give that to their children is the most incredible thing. I think we really are waking up. I think we are breaking out of the matrix, as you say. You broke out how many years ago? <laughs> you broke um, out, of the, out of the cage. You know, that was seven years ago. Prior to that, I had a bit of a breakout. It wasn't full um, leaving of the cage quite <laughs> yet. Um, but I had an ex-boyfriend who got arrested in my home in New York City. So you can imagine... You know, the nice Jewish girl from Long Island lives in Gramercy Park. Nice very, enough. Nice very enough. proper. <laughs> and, proper uh, enough. And, and her uh, boyfriend gets arrested by eight undercover cops. Why? Um, he had some stuff going on with the law. I didn't really know much about it. Um, you know, that's his part of the journey. I'll let him tell the story if he ever wants to. None of my business. We don't talk anymore. Yeah. Um, but my part is it left me with actually some severe trauma that I didn't quite understand until I was ready to understand it. But that day um, after the cops left, I was already on my hands and knees in the bathroom crying and asking God for the first time, what should I do? And I was led to Kundalini yoga. I feel this is very eat, pray, love. (laughs) My whole life. (laughs) It's been a beautiful, messy journey as a human design martyr heretic should do. What's martyr heretic? Human design? I know human design. I've never heard of martyr heretic. I'm a 3-5 martyr heretic. So my purpose is to, as messy as sexy, throw spaghetti against the wall, see what sticks, and then I get to teach from my lessons and learnings. I also have that. I didn't know it was called a martyr heretic. Are you the same line? Um, I don't know. I just know that when I got my reading done by Erin Clare, who was one of our guests, if anyone is interested in human design, you can go back after this episode (laughs) and listen. But um, one of the things she did report to me was that my path in life is to mess up and report on it 
and teach uh, on it and then mess up again and keep on and and write the novel of my life not three um, line i bet you have the three line in your chart yeah we'll have to go back a and manifesting check it. generator but i never heard of a martyr heretic I never the three that. line is martyr and the five is heretic what's a heretic uh, it's a person who kind of like rebels against religion and structure. Hey. <laughs> Will do. <laughs> yeah. Will do. Will literally do. Yeah. Okay. So you were guided to Kundalini, which I hear so is actually very healing. It I, is My friend incredible. Genevieve has experienced profound, profound relief. Yeah. Actually, Laura sitting as here is <laughs> as a Kundalini yoga trained instructor. Yes. Yeah. I really love Little how master. for fun we just like you know get certified in oh, random healing I mean, modalities i've never actually known anyone like that besides me and you who are like no i'm like a oh professional no. she has the mo the most i know but she <laughs> actually makes money doing yes. it i'm just like walking around with my reiki certification breath work family constellations you're like what other you do some crazy stuff holy Meanwhile, fire you're reiki karuna but the thing is you are using it it's yeah. just we get to use it in our own different ways which we've talked about a million times by laura being an energy healer she's moving the energy she on is. every set you're moving the energy is. with the people that you're interviewing it's having true. the eye contact my eyes are piercing and like lightning because in reiki level two we ignite the eyes to start doing healing also reiki level one we don't, but once we start doing the distance symbol, we're sending it to everyone. So even being on TV, being on stage, you're sending healing into everyone who's willing to receive it. The stage is probably the most profound impact, if I could guess, like because you're hitting them twofold, right? You're hitting them with the artistry, but you're also hitting them with the healing. So it's it's a full rounded out healing. So yeah. thank you for oh doing my that. Gosh, thank you so much. I never want this interview to end <laughs> <laughs> i mean we, we could just keep going my grandma always said she wanted me to be on stage to be a jewish comedian specifically you gotta speak yiddish it's a dying language you gotta get on stage but like i only know eugen moyle bubbla schlugen kuppenwand you know the like important things the important things <laughs> Except that, you know, we're family. So, like, I'll do this part. You do that part. Perfect. Tell Grandma, Bubby. Bubby. Like, we got this, babe. Yeah. We got this. Yeah. So, we could do that. You'll do the comedy. I'll do the healing. Okay, great. Perfect. And then sometimes you'll be funny and sometimes I'll heal. I'm pretty much always funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, I had a client that I worked for in California my first job as a spiritual advisor in the cannabis industry and he called me the shaman comic um i really appreciated that because i thought only my family got my jokes so it was really nice when someone else did <laughs> no there we've been cackling this whole time it's before the, the thing the, that turned me to her what i was like okay healing can be funny and right. fun we don't have to it doesn't have to ever yo there's enough there's enough heavy stuff and there are times when it is heavy and it is like you know but it can also be light and it can also be silly and it can also be fun it has to be it has to be like there's no other way to do it and that's my purpose that's how I'm here to deliver healing 
I mean, listen, we've we've all been through some stuff, right? You said we're all cackling here, and I'm like, huh, we were all probably witches in another life together, right? So I don't need to know what happened in that life and how that life ended because it was probably traumatic. And I can bring light to the situation, honor like, oh, yeah, we were all witches and energetically release what may be ready to release and energetically call back the parts of me from that lifetime that I want to receive by simply being in a space cackling with people. Yeah. Okay. You were telling me about a book that's been really meaningful in your life. Yeah. About the maiden to mother transition. And I would love to share that with our audience if you're... Yeah, I am. To give us a a book book review. A book review. (laughs) One of my mentors actually recommended this book to me a few months ago, and I found it to be so confirming on my journey from maiden to mother, as well as this like confirmation of how far I've come and where I want to go next. And what it really talks about is the wounded maiden. Like we're all these little girls essentially growing up and many of us have wounds. I had wounds. I dated someone that got rest in my apartment. I dated someone who died of a drug overdose, you know, like those alone, you can imagine how the rest of my life went. Um, So I had wounds. I was a wounded maiden. I had been through some stuff. And then I started doing the healing work. And on this healing journey, it's been like, okay, how do I mother myself? And that's what the book talks about. Becoming a mother isn't, I had a baby. Mm-hmm. If I had had a baby before this moment, I would have been looking for a Band-Aid. I would have been looking for a solution. I would have been looking for something to make me whole when I needed to make myself whole. That would have been the wounded maiden trying to do something that wasn't truly aligned with myself and my oneness. So as I step into, well, what does the mother look like? The mother is someone who can take care of themselves, whether that's like financial security, has a home and a roof over her head, is making the right decisions from a place of loving self Mm -hmm. as opposed to selfish reasons and selfish decisions. Um, And that really resonated with me and it made me think of my own mother and I actually I was away with her in Paris for my birthday and I had this moment where I was like she's gonna hear me right now and I need to recommend this book to her and she needs to understand the loving place that it's coming from and I talked to her about the wounded maiden and how becoming a mother doesn't make you a mother how loving yourself and nurturing yourself and not putting everyone else ahead of you Mm. truly makes you the mother first and foremost because when you fill up your cup you could take care of everyone else. Otherwise, yeah. you're still in that wounded energy. Um, and she actually really received it and was like, okay, like, I know your Audible password. I'll log in. Ah! <laughs> um, What's it called? Mother, uh, Made into Mother. Made into Mother. Yes. Yeah, okay. I don't remember who wrote it, um, but che- like, check it out for those of you that may be on a journey of, do I want to become a mother? Uh, I feel... You know, I had a client who came to me and I recommended this book to her. And one of the first things I asked, so I got a very clear download that a baby was coming for her. I asked, do you want to be a mother? And she said, I think so, but I'm not sure because I still feel like a child myself and have work to do. And she spent um, three months working with me. And in month three, she was pregnant and she's going to be wow. having a baby in um, like three months already. So I also believe there are so many of us, myself included, that 
I set like the parameters for my soul before I came here to heal my wounds before I could step into being a mother so that I wouldn't pass that on to the next generation. And that that's just the path my soul chose. I remember starting um, meditation and I don't know if you had this experience of like unstressing when you started um, meditating, but like uh, so many tears, (laughs) so many tears in those first few days. And I remember telling my teacher, Emily, like, I just need to get this tears out and the grief and the so I don't pass this on to my children. I, 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 I meditated for seven years twice a day every day for 20 minutes you know um like before I had children because I knew I just knew also because we know the science of epigenetics so that we can unintentionally uh pass on our 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 uh, our toxic load yeah you know our metals our stress load or it's a real thing I, I and listen I I did not I don't think that I actually graduated from maiden to mother. And I think I'm still in that transition now. And for whoever is like listening and has been listening for a long time knows that, that I'm still in that, in that journey. Many of us are. And I think we'll always find pieces of it that we get to look at again. Um, and it's continued learning to, mm. you know, cause once, right. Once I have kids, it's okay. Can I remember all of the things that I've learned and not fall backwards into the habits that I once had. Can you remember it when you're sleep deprived? Yeah. Can you remember it when there's inevitable demand and the body may perceive it as stress? Mm-hmm. You know, like, can we remember it when our mirrors are being really held up close to us? That's what children are. Yeah. Like, their unending love for their parents is such a like it shines all that light on whatever nooks and crannies in us that we haven't loved yet can we remember that that's the big question and there are parts of us that like just didn't even start that journey and that's okay we could start it and your mom is starting it you know 40 years into her motherhood journey Mm -hmm. yeah well 40 plus I got an older sister so even longer yeah and I think that's the beautiful thing Something that happened with my mediumship, I can pull it back to this for a second. When I awakened to my mediumship, my parents were a little uncomfortable. It's not something that I grew up with or that we talked about. I remember calling my dad from L.A. and saying, Dad, I just want you to let you know I'm a medium. And he was like, really? I thought you were a large. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. This is how it's going to go. Well, but now we know your, where you get your funny from. Yeah, totally. <laughs> the dad jokes. <laughs> the dad jokes. And then fast forward, we're seven years into me awakening, six years into me doing this full time as a business. And my dad's best friend passed away. Um, it was very sudden. He had cancer. And after his passing, I had just learned animal Reiki because, right, I had to learn something else. So I learned animal Reiki, which is actually like much different than only for animals but it's a whole other story it's for the whole animal kingdom which we're a part of so my dad said you know what Lauren I want to learn animal Reiki because he likes animals more than humans which I totally got he wanted to learn how to do it for our family dog the caveat is you have to learn Reiki one and two in (laughs) order to learn animal Reiki so he was like all right I'll do it 
So I was teaching him Reiki one and two, which was a really fun experience to teach my father Reiki. And we got up to the part talking about chakras and auras. And I asked him, have you ever seen an aura? What's your experience with auras? He said, oh, yeah, I see auras all the time. I see them around Buzz when he's in my office. I see them around Grandpa. I'm like, Dad, you're talking about dead people. Like, these are not people that are living. What do you mean? He's like, yeah, I see them all the time. I was like, so you're telling me you're a medium. Yeah, but we didn't, we didn't call it that. Right. Also, by the way, in folklore and Judaism, we say that uh, Eliyahu Anavi, the Elijah the prophet, comes and visits our homes, and we leave our do- their, our door open. We give him a glass of, of of wine. He's like Santa Claus, except he drinks alcohol <laughs> instead of cookies. Yeah, and um, and we've all accepted this folklore totally. for three thousand years. I, and I never thought anything of it. I never thought that was a spirit or mediumship. It was just Elijah comes to the door and drinks this glass of wine every year. Okay, cool. Like, let's leave one out for Miriam also. Like, yeah. Um. So, so now my dad is openly in this space where he's like, well, no, I'm not, I'm not a medium. I'm like, okay, well, let's, we don't have to use that word, but that's what you're experiencing. Like how I was having such a hard exactly. time. Exactly. Literally, I, I was, I'm the host of this show. <laughs> And I was like, I'm I see dead people all the time, and I have no problem admitting that and talking about that. I have full-fledged relationships with my dead grandparents. Like, it's like it's the best. But but saying the word medium, I'm like, it's it's wild. Yeah. the baggage we have around that. I wonder if it's around like witchcraft and and all of this stuff. Too. I believe I that's it's a, what it's, it's around. It's an American. Uh, I believe it's around the witchcraft and it not being accepted. Um, I think for a lot of lifetimes, there was so much persecution around it. And there still is. There's still persecution. One of my good friends is a medium. She just moved back to the South. And she tells me some pretty wild things that she hears from people, um, you know, that she's talking to the devil and all these things. And right, you just said, I have a full-fledged relationship with my grandparents. Same. I dance with my grandma. My grandpa and I go for walks and like ducks show up. And, you know, I have these wonderful journeys with spirit and I'm so happy to be normalizing it. Um, even my mom now is having experiences and she'll say she's a medium. She still questions it a little bit, but she's saying it out loud, which simply is normalizing it in her body. And uh, I know, I know we're special, but our, but don't yes we're special oh yeah you don't you don't think like a lot of people see uh i you know i have there are some people i know that thinks everyone has these gifts and it's a willingness and ability to turn these gifts on but recently i was in london and after my trip i was called to watch harry potter which i hadn't seen in a long time and i was reminded that there are witches warlocks wizards and there are muggles and i quite honestly think there are some people here that are simply here to be here and have a beautiful existence and have a lovely life and they're in Reiki we call it the first heaven there there are these people that kind of just like anchor the world and how it moves and navigates and then there are other people that are working in different dimensions and doing some weird fucking shit I don't know mm. if I can curse on here. Oh, Hopefully you can I curse. Can. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Um, I've been Laura, so do you see? Oh, oh, <laughs> you're more than welcome. Do you see dead people? 
Um, I f- I've seen two ghosts and I feel people around me. I'm not a seer per se, which is something I always used to like be sad about. But she's like, no, not everybody like sees sees. It's like, you know, a feeling. I also hear things like crazy shit. Just no visuals. But yeah, I'm not I'm not super visual either. It's a shame. The, the I really think it would be a good know. time. Um, people who are visual, it seems like it's fucking wild. Right. <laughs> I'm I'm visual. Why do you think it's so amazing? Oh, it seems I'm visual like a and auditory. Also, the book was written by Sarah Wilson. Oh, thank maiden you. Maiden to mother. Oh, yeah. Sarah Wilson, who actually wrote the book about like quitting sugar. Perhaps she's Australian. I really like I re- I I like her. She's great. Um, oh, it's nice to know. There's like a, everyone's. Building one on the other, she quit sugar. She quit. She's is that is it the same woman? Different woman. Oh no! I, yeah, I was gonna say. I think I know which book you're talking about. I don't it's actually Sarah same. Durnham Wilson, but I thought, why bother with the middle name? Now I'm, you know. You I know really why. appreciate you know this like live stream quality that we have. By the way, um, I I earlier today I was like, oh, since you went to Harvard, and the woman. 10 minutes later was like I went to Columbia but um, I didn't want to like stop you (laughs) 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 Ah, so everything's going great it's my show the woman wrote I quit sugar and made into mother that's not true Um, I am a truth teller. It's part of my, it's human designs, part of my DNA. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But the, but the truth is that I do see, hear, and feel uh, people who have passed. Beautiful. But does that make me a, a medium or just Daniela? Whatever you, I mean, listen, you are who you are, right? Yeah. As we, as we say in Kundalini Yoga, I am who I am. That is that. I am who I am. Thank God I am. Thank God, God bless the children, because we love them. Do you know how many massage therapists I've had on? That I, like, I've had, like, it's playlists. I've, you and I share playlists. I've got all these. And it'll, like, it ebb and flow from, like, mantra to, like, and they'll be like, what the fuck is this? You can feel it? And I'm like, just stay with me here <laughs> just keep just keep, just going. keep going excuse my chanting we're moving energy you're oh you're not here as an energy healer don't worry I've got that part handled <laughs> when you get massages do you do you energetically ask that the person is giving you Reiki I can tell when they are so I and then I point blank now ask them and I only I only fuck with a couple people for that reason like I don't like a lot of people in my space like that so but there have been two that I one was at a spa in Miami so rando and the other was a woman that I use frequently out here she's great and I was like uh are you trained in Reiki and she was like oh yeah and I was like yeah I felt it what's up babe she's like yeah thank you a little touch on a little energy it's killer combo I trained my massage therapist oh. in Miami in oh. Reiki because I wanted her to give me Reiki with my massages and then she really liked the technique and stopped being a masseuse and oh only God. doing Reiki <laughs> so, I, want, I want Lauren to so give me Reiki I, um, don't do that anymore <laughs> how long are you in town for I'm here for a while. Oh, I can't wait. I'm this here is for very a while. exciting. Yeah. Okay, should we talk about uh, children and motherhood? Sure. Yeah. Oh my God, with the five minutes we have remaining, <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. I've been on a really interesting journey about children and motherhood. I want to hear I'll all give about it. it. I'll give it to you in five minutes or you less. Think, yeah, five yeah, minutes or I less. Think, I think so. 
Um, we could extend the time a little. All right. This is, I never want it to end, really. Okay, great. We'll be here all night. Okay, great. We're here all night, everyone. So I was sharing with you earlier that when I was a kid, I never really dreamt of the wedding, the marriage, the kids. It was kind of like, sure, I guess that will happen one day, but I, I just didn't think about it. I knew I wanted to move to Manhattan. I wanted to have a cool career, and I did all of those things. And now I'm in this place in life over the last two, three years where it's like, oh, do you want to have children? What does that look like? People start having the conversation. Do you want to freeze your eggs? Would you ever have a surrogate? Would you do this? Would you do that? And all these questions. And everything to me comes back to if God wants me to have a child and not if, when God wants me to have my children, I will. And there's no doubt in my mind. With that, uh, three months ago, my great aunt passed away. And when she crossed over, she never had children, but she had a lovely life with her husband while he was alive and healthy. And then he got sick. And I saw like her life after that. She, you know, she didn't have children. I was, she was fortunate to have me as a niece. I was like a granddaughter to her. Um, But anyway, when she passed, I held space for her in the two weeks that she was kind of in the hospital and then on hospice. And I helped reconcile her soul and the things that she needed to deal with before she was ready to cross over. And in that reconciliation, um, I the conversation came up of, would I want to have children? Would I be cool with being the single aunt? And these were conversations with myself. She was no longer um, verbal. So for the next two months leading up to about maybe a week ago, so of course I end up here, right? Like divine timing is always in order and always in play. I've been playing with this idea out loud and verbally with the universe and I think I'd be okay being the cool aunt. And I don't know that I need to have children to feel fulfilled in this life because I feel really fulfilled and really happy and really whole. And then I had this really good laugh with myself because I was like, oh, the universe is going to switch it on me soon because I feel really happy and whole and good. And there's more. And now I'm ready for that more because I've made peace with all of the other possibilities that could potentially happen for me. Your aunt is like really hugging and kissing you right now and holding your hand. I just feel like, wow. Yeah, I just feel like her. She just she's like supporting you through that process. It's crazy because she was my grandmother's sister. and My grandma passed two years before. And in my grandma's passing, I had so much peace when she crossed over. We had spent I was guided to move to Miami to be closer to her for the last five years of her life. And six months after moving there, she went blind. Um, So I was able to just like hear all the stories, get all the things recorded, all the things that I knew I needed. So there was so much peace. And then when my aunt passed, there was so much that needed to be reconciled. Um, And I got to be the vessel for it. She loves you so much. Yeah. So it's, it's so, it's so nice. Cause um, when I was in London, she gave me the symbol. She told me she'd give me when she was at peace, which was a rainbow. And she gave me a double rainbow as I was walking to see a show called two, 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 a ghost story. (laughs) And I wasn't even supposed to be in town. My flight got canceled and I had to stay an extra day. And I was like, okay, I'll find out why I'm here. And she gave me that rainbow. And I know in now I've found the peace also with I know that that is a part of my journey. Wow. Yeah. Okay. 
I believe you. Makeup. You know, the makeup <laughs> looks great. It's really wild. Yeah. It's really wild. Like sometimes we, it's like, it feels like, like there's like a double force field, the two of you yeah. in this mission. Well, it's interesting because, um, oh God, am I really going to go here? Might as well. Okay. Unless you don't want Ooh, to. No, I will. Cause I guess it's an old topic that I don't talk about much anymore and I have to, because that's what the universe wants for me. This is my part of my purpose, I guess. Um, whether it be today or always, um, so I, when my first love passed away, I started getting these messages about twin flames. I had never heard of twin flames. I don't even like to talk about it now because it became such a hot, like, buzz kind of word in the spiritual world. People wanting to meet their twin flames. I have to meet my twin soul, my other soul that I'm meant to be with. And it's not that beautiful of a journey. Anyway, I did a lot of healing around this twin flame energy. And when my aunt got sick, my uncle came through to me and told me that they are twin souls and that their joining back together was going to set off that vibration for another round of twin souls to be reconnected because it was a new level of reconnection happening. I understand it, of course, to be a collective thing. It's not just like about my aunt and uncle. There's tons of people and souls coming back together to raise the collective vibration for soulmates to come back together for karma to be cleared and all these different things happening. So I also understand that in her passing and their reunion, it's creating the space for also my mom now to move into the crone energy, myself to move into the mother and for a new maiden to come in. Yeah. Because she was the last in our family of that generation. Yeah. And you've done so much work. So much work. So much clearing. (laughs) So much work. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. It's so clear. Whoever this little maiden is or maiden, no. (laughs) What is it? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, you know, I live in Miami. I could have some Latin spicy flavor. Lucky little soul. Yeah. Yeah, I know they're around too. I've been feeling them lately. I thought it was my puppy talking to me because I have a 10-month-old dog. It turns out there was two voices coming through and I finally was ready to separate the two of them. I, oh, wow. Also, by the way, dogs are little babies. Oh, my God. My yeah, yeah, dog yeah, is, is 1,000% my baby. He is 10 months old and he is just the love of all of our lives and a great (laughs) rehearsal yeah I honestly don't think anyone should have kids before having a pet specifically a dog like I think I think it would be really helpful to understand like a a little except that the dog does become a dog when the babies totally it's a little awkward yeah so heads up I've seen a lot of that lately a lot of the dog becomes the dog when the baby comes on. But yeah. also, can we just celebrate you for always? She is the biggest like cheerleader for a dog mom. She's like, <laughs> she's like, no, no, no. This person has a dog. They're doing it too. I and mean, it's like, it's thanks, real. thanks, babe. It's oh. not, it's and not not real. You know, it's real. It's, it's real. real. I mean, my dog is ten months old now. This is my second time being away from him for a, a week period because I'm going to stay out in Montauk for the week. Fun. Um. And he's at his grandparents and he's doing great. And I actually, because of all the work that I've done, I find that I'm able to disconnect 
and um, disconnect and feel like, okay, you're here, you're taken care of. Let me take care of me so I can show up and be a better parent when I get back and want to give you all of the love. It really is a great rehearsal. Yeah. And also like he keeps you up all night in the beginning. It's the biting you. It's like, it's, it's, it's all, it's real. It's all about, I'd say like 40%, 30, 40, but it's a lot. So I needed, I needed the rehearsal. You need a rehearsal. I'll I did also, by the way, I have a dog. I have a dog. He was my child. He's still my child now, but like when I had uh, human babies, you know, he got demoted, but <laughs> I needed him. I needed him. He also brought up so much shadow that I, I didn't know I needed to, <clears throat> to clear. They're amazing. They I mean, really they, are. they are light and they will give you pure love and all you have to do is give that back to them. And I think that's the same with children, right? Totally different, a human versus an animal. And at the beginning and end of the day, if we feed them love and nurture them with love, then they're going to become loving human beings. Yeah. I believe that. Um, while you're out here, mm -hmm. maybe you want to give Reiki to, to some, we, we'll get set up a session. Yeah. We can Bernardo definitely would, set up a session. Would love some good juju. Yeah. Um, where can we find you? You can find me in all of the places. I'm even on TikTok now. No, you're not. I am. I'm doing daily card readings. I used to do it on Instagram like back in the day, like four years ago. <laughs> back in the day. Yeah. And I'm doing them again on TikTok. But you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at I am Lauren Courtney. Uh, you could find me on YouTube. I'm there too now, Laura. Everything's being repurposed to YouTube. I'm proud of you. Oh, wow. Uh, is really, that a thing? Yeah, this use repurpose.io and you can put your TikToks straight to, I'm, you know, This I'm girl learning. has so much content that she has put out into the ether for like, you know, just the well-being of the community. I know. We'll talk about it. We're all going to dinner. Fun I can't fact. wait. I know. Um, I know that the listener is like, I want to go to dinner. I'm sorry, friend. We'll have to figure out a bigger reservation for another time. I, I wish you could come. Round really, two. I do. Round two. Round we'll do, two. We'll, you'll yeah. come back. We'll, we'll, do a live we'll do a live. We'll do a live taping. Have an audience. Live reading. Yes, will be great. I'm here for it. They'd have to be okay with our mediumship. Well, they didn't. They won't have for. to be okay with saying it because you know how that's hard sometimes. <laughs> that's hard sometimes. Um, what's up next for you? What's up next for me? I recently put out um, 13 meditations that you could buy in me. It's called a Restore Library. They're Reiki-guided sound experiences. So you can bring healing into your hands. And you can use the experiences over and over again to simply do your own healing. You don't have to book a session with me every time. I don't have the space necessarily to see everyone. So I create tools so everyone can be seen, can be felt, can be heard, and can be served and taken care of. So that is something new. I think right now I have it listed at only $333, which is a freaking steal for all these mm -hmm. healings. And I'll probably continue to add more. Um, I have a full moon ceremony coming up. I don't know when this will be out, so that might be irrelevant on September 1st. And I have a program coming out October 10th, we begin. I am partnering with a human design specialist, actually, and we're bringing together human design and energy healing to clear the centers and align you with your most authentic self. Thank you for all the work. Yeah, thank you. You've been doing for the collective 
for your line and my line because you know we're like at least half the same line yeah and um and for all the work you've been doing on on graduating from maiden to mother thank you thank you so much thank I you for having me i can't wait to see what's next and also for dinner bye guys <laughs> bye Thank you, as always, for listening to the Mom Curious Podcast. My name is Daniela Rabani. I am your host. And I would love to continue this conversation at Daniela Rabani on Instagram. And if you'd be so kind to rate and review, share this podcast, I would be just really grateful. Catch you next time, every Tuesday on the Mom Curious Podcast. Produced by Hoff Studios. You can find them at Hoff Studios on Instagram as well. All right, have a great day.